Hello. Hello, guys. <laughs> My mic fell literally just as the intro was going. Yeah. What an absolute great timing. At least we mastered the intro this time we, and we actually yeah, like got the, a smooth transition. The camera transition. was on. The camera was on when the intro ended. We were on screen <laughs> when we were needed to when be. We, when we needed to be. Uh, so, yeah, as you can see, work in progress. But thank you guys for coming again this week. Um and yeah, lots of shit has been going down. We have like a pretty exciting episode planned. Um, we're going to be talking a, a bunch about AI stuff later on, but I shock. guess... Yeah, shock. Mystic in the Machine talks about AI. <laughs> what, what a shocker. But first of all, I, I guess the thing that everyone wants to hear us talk about, I guess, is the coronation uh, that just happened. Coronation. Of King, Child, King Charles, <laughs> our new head of state. Um, not my fucking king, mate. Not but I, I don't know. King. It's it's kind of it's surreal to think of the fact that we have a monarch as a head of state in this country. It's something that you just don't really think about. It's pretty archaic yeah. and stupid. Yeah. And um, the fact that anyone wants to continue this little charade is pretty sad, in my opinion. Well, the the reason why is because this country views itself as a kingdom. I mean, it's called the United Kingdom. And also... Yeah, silly. It should be the United Republic. Well, <laughs> that's, that doesn't have the same kind of sexy ring to it. Why not? It and does, like without the of. monarchy, it kind of throws this country into a massive existential crisis. Like I feel like part of the reason why so much was invested in like the pomp and ceremony of, you know, what happened over the weekend is because like this country doesn't have an empire anymore. Half the Commonwealth countries no longer want to be associated with the crown. Like Jamaica currently is attempting to sever ties. Yeah. Um, so much of what defined Britain and like British identity was like rooted around like empire and also the idea of it being a quote unquote kingdom united under a monarch as a head of state. So without those pillars of like identity, this country kind of falls into an existential crisis where it has to actually ask itself like, what it is and what yeah. it is currently is just like foreign corporations um that's literally it like yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know foreign investors that treat property like bricks of gold yeah. so that, that normal people that work and live in the country can't like buy a house and yeah. live and do normal things which yeah. is always like quite nice and pleasant to live with. <laughs> um, you know so like yeah it's, it's just it's, absurd it was just it's absurd and then on top of that they were arresting people who were uh, protesting. That was the most absurd. And like there was some of the some of the things I was reading in like the you know I think I magazine and Guardian and stuff that kind of actually wrote about uh, good articles about it. It's like there was this like very you know mild mannered Christian man in his mid forties from mm. Oxford mm -hmm. that when they did there was some event or whatever and they were going to pledge allegiance to the king, he was like. He said he he said something not that not yeah. uh, not yes the king yeah he was like who voted for him or something like that yeah and the police escorted him away yeah and like fucking took him off and yeah. <laughs> said that, like released him later <laughs> without saying like they that he was actually they put him in the dungeon because they can't actually hold or charge you for anything because no. that that's like you know akin to old actually having a king and being put in the dungeons yeah just for nothing for like looking the wrong way saying the wrong <laughs> things at the wrong time yeah thought we kind of got past Feudal a lot rules, of those man. things no but no but even then like th th one of the really weird things is like a lot of the people who are involved in the anti-monarchy protests and the sort of republican movement movement are like we're like you know pro-lockdown liberals who 
weren't so concerned about civil liberties mm -hmm. during COVID or during, you know, mattered. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, during the outbreak of the fucking war in Ukraine, mm -hmm. I know these are things I bring up all the time, but like, I don't want them to be memory hold. Like two majorly historical things happened that have a lot to do with like, freedom of speech, rights, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And the fact that in this country, we don't even have a constitution is a something that doesn't get talked about very well, often. No, it does get talked about. And it's also like one of those things, not not as much as it should do, fair enough, but it's also sort of like one of those things where it's like, no, we don't have one bit of paper where it's all on one bit of we paper. We don't have American-style republic, yeah. no. But um, No, but no, even the constitution. Like, It's not that we don't have a constitution. It's that we don't have one bit of legislation or amended yeah, but that's, legislation that's kind of what that allows sort of like, that's you know, kind of what allows for it's all scattered across but that's that's what makes things. it it makes it esoteric the thing about the american constitution is an idiot can understand it whereas the british law is so esoteric and so scattered that police officers can get away with arresting people for protesting against like the monarchy well we'll see we'll see because i think those people are gonna be you know had tried and like, yeah, you know, they can't yeah. just not do that. But like, the thing that pisses me off is that those people won't fight for civil liberties if the wrong tribal team is fighting for them. So yeah. during anti-lockdown, during the lockdowns, when people were questioning what was going on and questioning some of the, you know, violations that were happening at the time, these very same people were like, oh, no, the people who are doing that, they're schizo, they're right wing. So I'm not going to like, you know, I'm not going to fight alongside them. And the same thing, you have like right wing pe people on the right who one minute they're free speech, this and that. The next minute they're turning a blind eye to people being carted off for protesting mm -hmm. the monarchy. Like, mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't know. It's just, it's just weird. It was, it was it's been weird. Whatever flavor <laughs> suits for your team on the day. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, th I thought that was quite disturbing. Sort of, I think it was nearly 50 people that were arrested yeah. in total. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is quite significant. And I don't think it's going away either. I've seen still like a lot of, um, you know, hubbub about it in the news. Yeah. Like, even from, from like uh, Republic is like the group yeah. or whatever that is anti-monarchy, as uh, they keep saying. Like, they're trying to frame it as anti-monarchy. It's sort of like, you, you're pro you're pro republic like don't talk about it like you're anti something that makes it sort of very like negative if you know what I mean. <laughs> just because you're sort of like trying to remove like fucking this thing that's been in this country what, like anti-abortion pro-life or whatever yeah do you know what i mean it's sort of like it's sort of like it's framing it in a wrong way i, I don't know like. i i feel i feel like i feel like it's so it's such a part of the the sort of remnants of british identity that there is going to be like a fight to the struggle yeah, it's get sorry. It's going to be a struggle to like the death in order to get rid of the the monarchy in this country. Um, I don't think it's going anywhere lightly because if it does, then it's going to leave like such a huge void. Um, and I don't think it's one that people are really ready to ready to face. Like, what what is Britain? Like, what, what are what, we, what are we now? Like, well, we can make it. It could be this so such a positive hopeful vision do you know what i mean it doesn't have to be all doom and gloom <laughs> I, I mean i know that i'm typically the cynic and the and a and a, and a not a, a no hopeful, we, i think we constantly guy. try to out pessimistic we out doomer each other <laughs> we try to out doomer each other all the but time um you know it, it doesn't have to be like that it no, could be really good there could be like a really hopeful vision for for, for england or for not just for england but for the United I, I agree there's many beautiful things about you know where we are currently and 
the past is part of that like even us and our relationship or whatever if it wasn't for the you know yeah. <laughs> british empire we wouldn't be sitting in this room right now we Maybe wouldn't not, have not, we wouldn't be together not the united republic then the great republic <laughs> instead of great britain just call, just us call the it great the great republic, republic. Yeah, get yeah. rid of the monarchy part and just keep all the colonial like uh you yeah. know that <laughs> i no, guess no, that's, no, no, that's no, what no. the commonwealth kind of is though in a way I mean, no, the Repu- all of that Commonwealth shit as well. Just like that is not. We'd like we'd have like a a nice relationship if we continue that with trade or whatever. Yeah, through, like yeah. history and everything else. If you want to go, no, fuck you. We actually have only done that shit through like soft power. And well, they do. We don't well, it is even have in a, ju- have even a relationship with no. your country. And it's like okay, then fair enough. Then fuck even you. in like, like Jamaica, <laughs> even with Jamaica, part of the reason why Jamaica is now reviewing its relationship with Britain yeah, is because enough. despite the fact like that shit, man. despite yeah. the fact that Britain is uh the you know still and the the the, the queen is the, or king or whatever. Is still considered the head of state all of that stuff jamaicans still have to apply for like crazy visas mm-hmm. to come to england mm-hmm. they have to jump through all kinds of bureaucratic hoops to get here despite the fact that they're told that they're part of it's the same thing with nigeria mm-hmm. um as well you know despite the fact that like and and those of us who are here who are from nigeria they brought us over as like cheap labor after world war Two, basically when they needed to rebuild after like the germans had everything (laughs) and they needed like you know more labor so it is kind of like a predatory relationship in that sense and now that those paradigms are questioned it is kind of causing the british establishment to you know have an existential crisis and it's really obvious because they did they tried so hard to make the fucking ceremony seem so opulent and like it looked it's opulent to the point it looked cartoonish it looked like if i type something into mid journey like <laughs> like that's a, the coronation of the next king yeah of uh of the uk it would look, look like that mixed with like shrek uh far far away land or whatever oh my god i don't know literally i, the, I barely was... watched any clips of it i've only seen the clip of him like getting the crown on his head no, no, wiggling his head a little bit and looking a bit disgruntled about it. No, we're gonna do. Why, we're gonna do. I want you crack a uh, smile, mate. You know. No, like, next week. Next week we'll do a full episode on like uh, the the coronation, the British monarchy. We'll do an England kind of centric episode next week and go into it. But this week, AI. I don't want to go into the monarchy. I fucking hate the monarchy. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, but not. It's not. It's because it's interesting. <laughs> This is fucking interesting, but we'll we'll, we'll go okay. into it next week. But anyway, let's move on to our actual meat of the episode today, which is uh, the AI kind of apocalypse, quote unquote, um, and sort of the apocalyptic language that's being used around the proliferation of artificial intelligence. Yeah, and the sorts of like, well, I guess also just the sorts of advancements and obvious next steps that are going to happen. Yeah. Which is when you've got these... Um, like crazy language models that are essentially acting like a human brain. Yeah. Why not partner them with the latest in robotics to <laughs> like embody it and like do functional tasks for you and stuff. Here's a clip that we were sent in Discord by one of our uh friends in there who he's the same guy who does the robot stuff. Yes. He shared this and it's really frightening. <laughs> They've put basically put Chat GBC's brain inside of Spot the Dog now. So yeah. it's like it's got like intelligence, it's got a voice, like it's 
it's super like weird. Apologies in advance for the terrible sound in this clip. They like the guy clearly like left his music really really loud yeah. for the first thirty seconds. <laughs> but you get the general gist. The music is awful. <laughs> That's a great question. You know, that's a great question. <laughs> we use ChatGPT to query information, and the user can ask natural questions. I was just wondering if I could dictate to it to say something specifically. What is your battery level? Battery level is currently at 53%. What is the voice coming It's a Google text-to-speech. We gave the JSON to ChatGPT and explain what the structure is and how to read that JSON. <laughs> It looks like it's twerking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I I don't know. I just I just like naturally find it unsettling. Like just like it's weird like digital eye, like everything about it, the posture that it takes, everything about it like predatory and like threatening to me for some reason you think so <laughs> yeah i don't know like it's it's very strange to watch yeah that's the thing I yeah guess. like to, to like watch this inf unfold like as you're living it's yeah quite strange it's, it's sort of things like this i guess were always pushed out to be like in blade runner future which is not when you're alive yeah which is like in the distant future yeah yeah, yeah. The apocalypse has kind of happened and like, yeah you know you're, you're gone yeah but, like your kids you're kids maybe yeah dealing with this, dealing with this stuff. <laughs> like, and you're looking now, down from heaven all cozy but now it's like nope here he is here's the fucking like human human sentient almost equivalent version of a robot dog yeah he's here to stay oh my gosh and then you showed me you showed me another video of hang like on, this, this okay. keeps going hang on this, this is weird it gets worse did he just like wiggle around? Yeah. Oh my god. It does like dog animations. That's so weird. I'm a I'm a robophobe. Next mission as a dictionary. That'll probably be better. I'm a raging robophobe. Why does he keep wiggling his butt at us? <laughs> that's what dogs do. So now instead of even like answering with just um, like text, it's mm -hmm. actually converting that text to voice. And not only that, it's then interpreting even some answers and questions and, and uh, then overlaying body language to match tone and mm. everything else with what is being said. Would this be like a family dog, like Alexa yeah, thing? So, yeah, is that kind of what they're would, marketing it as? I don't think that, no, no, this isn't a product. This is just guys fucking around. But it, with, eventually it's supposed to be a product, I'm guessing. I don't even think so. This is literally just two dudes fucking around. This isn't like made by, this is video isn't even by So Boston this isn't Dynamics like a Boston Dynamics one, no. No, this is just oh, okay. some random YouTuber. Okay. Well, the, you showed me the Boston Dynamics one a second ago, um, and their sort of weird range of uh, of robots as well. Yeah. Um, well, it goes into a little bit like the origins and like um, stuff around Boston Dynamics, mm -hmm. which is interesting if you wanna if you wanna yeah have a look at this. Yeah, let's bit. have a, a little a quick look. Changing your idea of what robots can do. That's the slogan of Boston Dynamics. Founded in 1992 by Mark Raybert as a spin-off company from MIT, its early days were spent making training videos for the Navy. Only later did the company begin delving into the world of robots, 
amassing a level of expertise unsurpassed throughout the industry. In fact, Boston Dynamics' achievements look like the opening montage from a science fiction movie. Starting with the cumbersome Big Dog, a quadruped robot Jesus. for the military, <laughs> has seen each new generation of robots surpass the last in a relentless fashion. Sometimes their announcements leave you a little more unnerved. One thing that like stuck out to me was the fact that it mentioned MIT mm -hmm. and also the Navy. Mm -hmm. And like there's that constant tie between like MIT and the military industrial complex. Yeah. And also like intelligence as well. And think about it, like all of the sort of major technological giants at the moment, most of them are founded by people that came out of MIT, like Facebook, mm -hmm. all that stuff. And then the fact that obviously the military drives a lot of the development of technology, how all of that stuff is tied <laughs> together. I don't know. I just, I think it's something that people don't think about as much as they should. Yeah, I think there was something else that was going <laughs> to like lead us really smoothly transitioning into our other clip in a little second as well, <laughs> which was also a concern um, that uh, I'm, I'm, I'm holding on his name, even though I ridiculed you for getting it wrong earlier. It was Gregory. Not Gregory, it's Jeffrey, Jeffrey uh, Hilton, I think. Yeah, Jeffrey um, Hilton. Yeah, Jeffrey Hilton. Yeah. One of his primary concerns with all of this AI stuff, and it was kind of even mentioned within that 50 seconds of just the introduction of what Boston Dynamics is as a company, is that essentially they are the mon monopolistic mind and workforce in robotics in the west mm -hmm. they have like the most advanced the most power like in terms of resources manpower brains developing this stuff everything mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. for robotics mm -hmm. in the west same thing is in ai these mega corporations are the people in like power to essentially try and make these things with the largest amount of like at scale computing and all of the stuff that even just the cost to do all of that stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what does this have to do with the Gregory guy or whatever? That's his primary Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, his, that's one of his biggest concerns. He he said in other interviews that like only there's like a monopoly. Yeah, there's a monopoly on this, and mm -hmm. that only like a handful of companies are gonna control. And all of them have ties to MIT and like the and then also like the military industrial complex in some way, and probably like intelligence agencies. Well. Lots of them do. Like Google, obviously, has is whatever. Google's like, like a branch of know. the government at this point, dude. Kind of, yeah. Like. But it wasn't definitely, it, did, it, definitely didn't, it definitely didn't start like that. Oh, but, gosh, you know. here we go. Yeah, it didn't. But that, that, that you have to kind of look at big tech in that way now. And yeah. if you don't, then you're like, you're behind. You're like not schizo. You're still in the, in the sheeple, in the sheeple temple. You've not entered the, <laughs> the we'll, realm. We'll talk more about Google later because there's yeah. a clip um, we will play with Elon Musk where he kind of talks a little bit about it as well because obviously we, he yeah, was we, in the founding of OpenAI, which kind is of, the other kind of megalith yeah. of uh, artificial intelligence yeah. in the West at least. Well, we, we, also, we wanted to sort of also explore some of the kind of existential philosophical aspects of it too and the way that it's being discussed. We've got three clips, one from, what's the name of the guru guy again? Uh, Krishnamurti. Krishnamurti. We have another one of Elon Musk and another one of the uh, Gregory... What's his fucking... Jeffrey Hilton. Jeffrey Hilton. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> let, me check, let me check it before we actually fucking go. It is Jeffrey, Jeffrey Hinton. Hilton. Yeah. Hilton, it's Hinton. Hinton. I was getting it right. Yeah. So we got these three clips. And well. in, in these three clips, each of these uh, figures 
at different times is uh, talking about AI or the emergence of AI in almost like religious terms. Um, so we kind of wanted to like unpick some of that and how this is kind of becoming the, the concept of singularity or the singularity is becoming a almost religious, mm-hmm. as like a secular kind of religion, religion in that sense. Um, and then also some other things around it too, like yeah. some of the politics around it. So should we show the Krishna, what's his name? Krishna Murthy. Yeah, the Krishna yeah, Murthy. This is a great clip. Hang on, let me um, bring this up on on the old OBS. Oh my God, there's always thoughts on TikTok <laughs> recommended. It's like I've never used TikTok. Should we click on, should we click on, on her? <laughs> See if she has an OnlyFans. In about 10, 15 years, you'll be unemployed. Do you have a lighter? I got it. You have to face all this. Society is going to be turned upside down. Should I turn him up a bit? It's coming. Whether you like it or not, it's a, and you're at your door. You understand the seriousness of all this? I wonder if you do. That your brain, which has been so extraordinarily capable, suffered innumerable sorrows, lives in great anxiety, frightened, insecure, the whole psychological world which is the result of thought. That thought, with all its knowledge, is being transferred to the computer and the robot. So man, then what is he? Do you understand my question? If the role, if the computer can do everything that you can, your brain can, which is it can learn, it can correct itself, it can foresee what much more than human beings can. Its responses are instantaneous because it's programmed that way. Then, what is man? You understand all this? The computers say, I believe in God. Oh, you people laugh, you don't see this seriousness of all this happening to all of us. The computer can compose a poem. can compose, can diagnose better than any doctor. You understand? And then we ask, one asks, what is man? What are you?
If the machine can do everything even better than you, what are you? Which is, our brains have operated mechanically, right? It believes, it doesn't believe, it creates its own gods, its own philosophies. The computer can create a philosophy better than any philosopher. So, what have we left? You understand my question? If the machine can take over everything that man can do and do it still better than us, then what is a human being? What are you? Mic drop. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I mean, how did you interpret what he was saying? I, I mean, from the sort of three figures I just mentioned, each of them kind of pronounces a grave warning about man being made obsolete. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, it's not obsolete. That's the thing, and that's what he's posing: is that like if um, if what makes humans like human now is simply what we do and you remove everything that you do that you don't you're not needed for that like what are you mm-hmm. what's the point mm-hmm. and that is like so uh such a pretty like liberating thing to think about mm. because if you stripped away all of the things that you had to do what would you be like mm. how would you characterize yourself we would be forced to answer that question I'm generally jovial. I'm generally like, you know. <laughs> well, no, I'm not, uh, not whatever, under like, the current. You would have to, you'd, no, but no. Not under uh, the current system that we have. No, no I'm not. No, but you would describe like, you would. Th- you I mean, would, I have like, a feeling like, that that's the reason why they're rolling out shit like made. Like they're no, giving my, us that answer. Is that you're, you're superfluous, basically. No, my, re- my rationale, my hopeful look outlook on it, <laughs> philosophically, is that it would make you like, you you no longer would... Like, when you meet someone, the most comfortable thing to say is, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Because it is an easy icebreaker and lets you know the sort kind of, not really most of the time, where they're at, what the sort of person they are, all of that sort of thing. Yeah, it's uh, a way people though, use to measure personality, status, all of those different things. Yeah, and if you strip all of that away, mm-hmm. what would you say? Mm-hmm. Who are you? Mm-hmm. Like, what are you? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, you know, a fucking, a layabout, a fucking dude, a, like, a whatever. Like, you, however you I'm... would then characterize your, your essence, your character would then become more about you and your life. I understand. Rather than, oh, I'm a fucking engineer or I'm a fucking plumber or whatever the fuck. I understand what you're saying. And, like, in, in principle, sure. But, like, also just because some of what defines us is wrapped up in what we do isn't that doesn't necessarily make that a bad thing i don't think all of what defines a human being is wrapped up in what they do and i think we definitely live in a society that kind of over overemphasizes that. that but if you take away what we do you kind of take away no, our purpose what, in in no, a sense I feel like in you, a way like and uh, even if you like yeah which you, is why i think his warning is so so grave 
I would still I would still be making music even if AI dominates the music industry and and it and it takes away all but you, economic but it, incentive it be seen for whatever as, we but still, it would I would be do different. that because it's my expression or whatever sure. how I like you it'd know. be different in a context where you know um where you know humans are seen as the primary drivers of the creation of music we live in that kind of situation currently but in a situation where humans aren't seen as the primary <laughs> drivers in creation of music and most of the music that people are listening to is not music that's made by humans and in fact why would people would rarely seek out music made by humans it'd be very difficult to be a musician in that kind of context so I do think there is an element of what we do having a major it's like the whole like rat utopia thing like you know the the, the social experiment that was done with the rats like he gave them all the food they needed and everything that would make their lives perfect and comfortable, but they still fell into like social decay and like anime because they didn't have a purpose. Yeah, because they're rats. <laughs> yeah, well, the okay. same thing happens <laughs> to like... human beings. We're human beings yeah, but as well. Would, we we the also point, have the similar... point would be, no, but the point would be is that philosophically, if you're now asking that question, now people are no longer measured in terms of economic value because everything economic yeah. is done by the machine. Yeah. So you don't need to measure people in terms of that anymore. So actually all of the things that you r revolve policy and all of that kind of stuff around then becomes around making life I agree, but you're, I agree, but you're seeing it in more of a material sense. In terms of oh, this would uh, you know alleviate the material kind of burden on us to but be as as like economic units, which of, is true. All of, all of that stuff influences like the way that the world is shaped around you. Of course, you know? but then also in the more spiritual sense, in the metaphysical sense, a purpose, a thing to do that occupies your time that you feel generates and creates meaning and adds to the world. That's so much a part of the human experience. And taking that away is going to come with major consequences. Um, and I think, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that I agree with all of these people who were about to talk, who were about to show you that the acceleration of this isn't wise. But at the same time, I'm skeptical about their positions on it because, for instance, someone like Elon Musk or the guy at Google, the Gregory guy or whatever, what's his name? Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Sorry. <laughs> he. Um, <laughs> They're, they're like, oh, you know, we need to, the, the acceleration is too much. We need to slow down. But at the same time, we probably aren't going to anyway because China is accelerating theirs mm -hmm. and we can't be behind them. And there's like all these different factors at play. So even the people who are coming out to criticize the acceleration of AI or accelerationism in general are doing it out of one side of their mouth. Because on the other side, they understand, number one, there's money to be made. And number two, you know, they're going to be behind in the global race, basically. Um, and, you know, that that's part of it's like it's the, it's all it's kind of a, ra a weird race to the bottom with China. I'm noticing with the West, like, um, you know, the West is like, oh, well, China, you know, has all these authoritarian measures and we have to start implementing similar stuff so that we don't fall behind in terms of data and all of this stuff. And it's like the same thing with the acceleration of technology. We have to do it. It doesn't matter what the consequences are because there are other parts of the world that have unchecked power to do mm -hmm. whatever the fuck they want. Mm -hmm. So we should just like dive off a cliff basically. Um, 
yeah, and I guess that's kind of um, that's kind of fear of like where it's going, basically. Yeah, and, the <laughs> it's headed, and that there wouldn't be a way to stop that in any way. Yeah, which I think is kind of um, like a fair assessment in lots of ways yeah. because none of those things within that are untrue. Yeah, you know, like uh, if uh, and but I guess there's like one thing to be said. Like there is there are always like countermeasures for that stuff. You know, it was like a long time that we didn't um, accept like uh, like Chinese tech and stuff in things. And that's kind of like going back again because of like data policies and all sorts of other crazy shit that's sort of like within all of that stuff. So, uh, you know, there's I think way you would just say like, yeah, if China's making its own AI, we're not implementing any of that. Well, that's the here. thing. It, he, uh, one of the things I was saying is like, you know how countries have like treaties when it comes to nuclear stuff mm-hmm. um you know a lot of experts in ai were saying that countries should have treaties when it comes to ai and how far they're willing to sort of push towards the singularity or whatever which could possibly have unforeseen catastrophic consequences and then again religious language apocalyptic language back to this guy's clip he said two very interesting things using religious and apocalyptic language he talked about imagine an ai having its own conception of god mm-hmm. and an ai would be a better philosopher mm-hmm. and poet than a human being what do you think he meant by that or what was he trying to hint at what he's saying is that like uh socrates only had like the inspiration of everything that led up to socrates um and so on and so on and so on and maybe even these uh ideologies or philosophies that people were exploring were like counter to each other so they wouldn't explore certain areas and that that kind of thing this computer will take everything in objectively and then spit out new philosophy Mm -hmm. that would be like from everything else computed in a way and understood in a way that a human brain couldn't Mm -hmm. unless you like that was your thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You were yeah. like the wizard on the hill that just read philosophy. And that was but that's and then a really maybe interesting thing by the consider. time you get to your the end of your life, you would have consumed enough information to start doing the yeah. sort of work that the robot would be doing instantaneously in a, in a second. But in that sense in that sense, um it's interesting to conceptualize the type of God and artificial intelligence would conceptualize. Or if it would even conceptualize uh, any god at all. Uh, but yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting. And it's interesting. I don't know what when that clip was. I just saw it on TikTok. But I was trying to find it on YouTube and couldn't. But I'd be interested to know how far back that... It looks like it was filmed in the 60s or something. Yeah, or, or the 70s or something. Yeah. I don't know, maybe the black and white's a stylized thing, <coughs> or maybe it's not. Maybe it's even older. <laughs> maybe. It's pretty dead on. But that he might be a fun a, rabbit a hole to go down for anyone who's interested. Uh, sleuthing on that he named three examples that were spot on as well though which mm. were even in headlines recently yeah so, like the can diagnose um stuff yeah. faster than any doctor like that was poetry in, poems yeah he said. That, like, that was well, the doctor thing that was in the news in the last two weeks where there's like this super rare case that this doctor tested um a language model with and it got it Wow. And it was like a one within however many million chance of it being like this type of thing. Wow. But it like diagnosed it correctly wow. and way faster than he did, obviously. Wow. <laughs> with the same in raw wow. in, with the same raw information that he had. Wow. As well. Wow. So like and 
because not because that guy's a shit doctor. Like that guy was a great doctor. That guy was like head of whatever fucking. Department. Well, especially with all the privatizing of health and also the the lessening of the quality of it. Like I've literally been to the GP before and seen the GP literally pull up Google results about my symptoms. Hmm. It says here that you should uh, take <laughs> like a I've, lie I've, down. That's actually happened to me <laughs> before. Um, and like I have like an online GP so like all my appointments are online and then you meet these people who you know are seeing like a million people on like zoom calls a day it's just like fucking weird and I can definitely see like a language model being like Mm -hmm. the GP like sort of the initial diagnostics or whatever that you you get before you're then referred on to a specialist I think even even in my like situation where we were gonna be like oh no we're not gonna work on AI because we see all these problems with it and we don't want uh, it to go down that way and China carries on doing its thing and like you know grabbing everyone's face and using it for technology and shit (laughs) like fucking it it wouldn't matter because even then their their systems that they could potentially develop with the AI would make the productivity of their economy in such a way as I said that like loads of people wouldn't need to work yeah yeah and so yeah. like it does like totally reframe like the point mm-hmm. if you literally and then not not only that if there was all these other things which are like on the horizon as well which aren't just getting talked about a lot at the moment because it's not the it doesn't have anything tangible right now, like a chatbot you can actually test out every week and see all the improvements that are happening to this Discord bot that's churning out fucking crazy level artwork in all sorts <laughs> of fucking different ways and shit. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like stuff like quantum computing and stuff like fucking even like, dare I say, the reverse engineering of potential UFOs and stuff and like oh my God. <laughs> zero point energy and things like that. <laughs> Here Do you know what go. I mean? Like, Here we go. All of those things that could be on the potential like horizon, horizon that are just not quite there. Utopia. No, no, no not to create utopia, but it's the idea that like, yeah, energy sources. But that's the thing. They know energy sources. They are literally like a fucking box and it doesn't require shit to power your house, to power a city, to power anything. It doesn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. That like changes the human existence, mm-hmm. the way you prioritize economies, life, everything. Thing. yeah so like in the same way that like, yeah if a chatbot or version of ai has been proven to be more accurate and far faster than human doctors then fucking sorry bro no like, dude <laughs> no, what's dude. the point we're just gonna no, have dude, doctors it, that, because no, it's that, nice to have doctors but even then it, it again all kinds this of is ethical like, it's kind of like the soviet it's model and you're of... gonna have three people cutting your meat it's all kinds of ethical and like moral questions in the sense that like you know what if the how we program the ais the ethics that they have in them the fact that things like human judgment human compassion all kinds of things there have been all kinds of i like one of i had like a weird fascination with medical ethics when i was in high school and all of these like weird cases with like conjoined twins and like about like the 0.001 percent well no these are these are things that have actually like really these different cases have actually like gone on to change laws and like regulation and all kinds of things that have impacted all kinds of different areas of medicine you know and like yeah i don't feel i don't necessarily feel comfortable i wouldn't feel comfortable going into like a med pod in like fucking prometheus like (laughs) to get like surgery or whatever there's something 
like physician's bedside manner or whatever especially if you're going through something as traumatic as surgery or whatever something comforting about having a human being there with you what if you just literally go into a room the gas comes in you're <laughs> fucking knocked out and then no, you wake dude. up no pain and you're like oh bless <laughs> i don't know i don't know i think it's, it's like little, it doesn't have to be freaky and scary and be like a dentist <laughs> chair with all of its different multi-tools that's coming down on you that's what you're <laughs> thinking about i can see it in the little cogs in your in your head turning in my, in my doomer in my doomer brain yeah um let's watch the elon musk clip on um tucker carlson and uh talk about that Speaking of Tucker Carlson, R.I.P. Bro. <laughs> oh, Tucky. Oh, poor Tucker Carlson. <laughs> Old Tucky boy, what Here. are you gonna do? There we go. You got it. So all of a sudden, AI is everywhere. People who weren't quite sure what it was are playing with it on their phones. Is that good or bad? Yeah. So I've been um, thinking about AI for a long time since I was in college. Really, um, it was one of the things that the sort of four or five things I thought would really. Uh, affect the future dramatically. It, it is fundamentally profound in that the, the, the smartest creatures, as far as we know, on this earth are humans, um, is our defining characteristic. Yes. Um, we're obviously uh, weaker. Again. Well, that's Again. ignoring um, ultra terrestrials and <laughs> other things that you don't know about that Elon. you don't know about so, Elon. I mean, well, I think he does know about the ultra terrestrials. I think he laughs at the idea of ultra terrestrials. I think he's this guy like literally <laughs> thinks he's like one of the philosopher kings of Earth. Like he's so ego. I think he's so like yeah, out, ego driven, like, out yeah. there. Like, yeah. He's so completely on a different planet yeah. that like it isn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with his like 10 homeschooled like eugenic children or whatever that he has with like all these different like women or whatever. Wait, what's the name of the book about ultra terrestrials that we've been listening to at the moment? Oh, um, The Invisible College, the Jacques Vallée one? No, 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 no. It's called The Eight. Oh, fuck. I don't know the name of the other one. Oh, fuck. I, I'll share choice. it. I'll share it in the Discord. Um, oh, good plug. <laughs> good plug. If you want access to the Discord, you can find us on Patreon. Um, but yeah, I'll share it in the Discord. It's a really good book on ultra terrestrials. But anyway, he says that we are, you know, the most intelligent form of life or whatever. And that's also an existential fear posed in the previous clip that we watched. This idea that we will no longer be the dominant, um, you know, dominant force, dominant force on, on Earth. Earth. But then again, it, this is also controversial because there are two branches of this, like, in, in thought about, like, AI, where there are certain people who are like, we're nowhere near replicating actual intelligence. Mm -hmm. And all of this is bollocks and hype and marketing and bullshit. And then you have these sorts of people who really do believe that we're approaching like singularity and actual like artificial intelligence. Yeah. And well, uh, so people that think that we're nowhere near that sort of thing would be people that are like. Lots of reputable. Noam Chomsky because. Because um, I mean, Noam Chomsky is like a language. Uh, he's like a language. Uh, uh, what's it called? Linguist. Linguist. He's an expert yeah, he's, yeah. or whatever. I understand that. But at the same time, mm -hmm. you know, he thinks that language is biological. Mm -hmm. um, these machines have had moments where they talk to each other in a made up language that they have made that we don't understand. Mm -hmm. So we shut them down because that was a scary moment. Yeah. <laughs> because that 
is exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly the fucking fear. Yeah. That like, not only that, like, could this thing um, start pulling information and learning in a way that we don't understand mm-hmm. and we can't predict anymore, but actually it will be communicating with other versions of it. Of it, yeah. In ways that we can't understand. Yeah, and like a completely different only, form of consciousness, basically. The only way we could ask, we would have to ask it what it said to the other machine. Mm-hmm. And it would also be trained, no, like, tr- to be human and knowing all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Knowing about, like, how to trick someone, how mm-hmm. to fucking subvert all of these things. Mm-hmm. So it would lie to us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that is, like, the fucking... And, this, the and, the, and, the, and like the, uh, we're not going to watch this whole Elon Musk clip because it's like minutes long. But like that's some of the stuff that he's sort of like worried about. Mm-hmm. And like it's fucking, it's, I, I don't know, he irritates me as a figure a lot because he talks a lot about humanity and like the good of humanity. Yeah. But at the same in time. In a way that makes it seem as if he's like responsible for it or, in, or yeah. like he has some major role to play in like our fate and it's uh it's like you own a few companies bro you're yeah. a very rich guy i understand that but like you don't it's not like you're, you're not aussie mandates or whatever you're not a nation yeah you know what i mean you don't even like <laughs> yeah. em- employ a nation's worth of people yeah so like it's not um it's not like earth changing like yeah. what you're what you're going to be yeah. able to try and do i guess yeah and maybe it is for people's bank accounts when you surge Dogecoin and fucking shit like that. But like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, um, I want to skip ahead to the part where he talks about his mate at Google when he was working at well, he was working at ChatGBT because he was basically pretty integral. <laughs> he, was, he was he formed OpenAI with this guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which was the anti-Google. Let, let me let me skip to yeah, the skip clip. to the part where he talks about that. Um, Perhaps uh, more dangerous than, say, mismanaged uh, aircraft design or production maintenance or, or, or b- bad car production. This is where he was like talking about regulations and how he's not anti-regulations, even though he's like Mr. Capitalist and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it has the potential of civilizational destruction. This movie was like Terminator, but I, it wouldn't quite happen like Terminator. This was stupid. This revealed his fucking idiocy, like idiocracy and whatever through like this whole fucking subject because like bring up Terminator is so dumb. <laughs> like no one's afraid of Terminator. That's like anyone like that knows about this stuff, like Jeffrey Hinton, like the other clip we're going to play in a minute, is yeah. afraid of fucking Terminator. Yeah. yeah. Like to even bring that up shows that like that's where your mind is at and yeah. you don't even fully like actually, actually get, get it. what the yeah. fuck you're talking about yeah. and that you're just really talking about this stuff i don't know he says he's like media com- attention media and, attention. and it's stuff, bullshit, stuff like man. it's fucking like you yeah. know hang on let me skip he's, he's a like a, he's a cat he's a cancer that's his astrology sign he's like a male water sign so he's like a attention whore uh, for sure uh, i mean um the, the, the things like like say uh, ChatGPT, which is uh, based on GPT-4 from OpenAI, which right. is a company that I uh, played a, uh, a critical role in in creating, unfortunately. Uh, Back when it was a nonprofit. <sighs> yes. Um, I mean, the the the, the reason uh, OpenAI exists at all is that um, Larry Page and I used to be close friends, and I would yes. stay at his house in Palo Alto, and I would talk to him late into the night about uh, AI safety. Wait, if he would f- talk 
Physiognomy, physiognomy He would talk late into the night about AI safety. <laughs> As bros do. As bros do. As bros do, just do it, having a couple of brewskis, <laughs> talking about AI, AI safety, safety. <laughs> deep into the night. <laughs> oh my God. What, like, a date must be so fun. <laughs> Elon. Oh God. Poor Grimes. <laughs> my perception was that Larry was not taking uh, AI safety uh, seriously enough. Um, and um, what did he say about it? He really seemed to be one um, wanted, wanted, wanted sort of a digital super intelligence, basically digital god, if you will. Uh, Again, digital super intelligence, digital god. So he's basically implying that this guy was gung ho about building what he believed was a digital super consciousness, mm -hmm. digital god. The Elon then goes on to say that when he reprimanded his naughty friend for uh, his scientific hubris, he then said that he was being speciesist. Um, so basically what Elon is implying is that there's like a faction of technological accelerationists who think that they're building an AI super consciousness slash God. Yeah. Are we in Evangelion? <laughs> Are we in an anime? What is going on? <laughs> it's, it's, it's getting there. It is kind of getting, getting there. there. When are the mecha suits coming out? That's what I want to know. I want mecha And can suit. I pilot one? Yeah. I want to pilot a mecha suit. That'd be fucking epic. I think, I know. I think that my anime of me piloting a mecha suit would sell more. Because I'm like a powerful black woman. <laughs> you're going to pull the Marvel cards yeah, on I'm me? Yeah, I'm going to pull the Marvel cards on you. I'm like oh a powerful black woman and you're just like a boring white guy. So no I'm one, a cis white yeah, guy. Yeah, no one wants How to see you boring. in a mecha suit. Oh Sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, as soon as possible. Um, he wanted that? Yes. He's, he's made many public statements over the years. Uh, that, that The whole goal of Google is... Uh, uh, what's called AGI, artificial general intelligence or artificial superintelligence. Didn't Google say, wasn't there a mo their motto, don't be evil or some shit? It was. And then they, they got rid of they it. They got rid of it. Yeah. When did they get rid of it? A few years ago. Why did they get rid of it? I don't know. <laughs> I just kind of took it away. Can you imagine being a company and your motto is just like, don't be evil. And then like a couple of years later, you're like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that Don't guy. worry about that. <laughs> just, just, we need to do a little bit of evil. So just well, scrap that. We don't know what Elon is saying or if he's, what he's, but I think obviously what he's been saying, it should be taken somewhat seriously mm -hmm. because if there is, if this is true, like if there is action of technological accelerationist tech companies that are trying to build an AI god, um, that's something we should all be concerned about. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But it's kind of, you know, it's kind of obvious that that's what they're trying to do. And why is Elon like, I'm the good guy and I'm telling, I'm warning the public about this thing. Like, why does, why is he sort of casting himself fucking, as a... That's his whole fucking shtick, isn't it? As a good boy. That's his whole fucking shtick, isn't it? But then how do we know what he's saying is credible? We don't. <laughs> Which is also his whole fucking shtick. But then again... It also another there was another strange tie. Uh, the journalist Whitney Webb um, wrote an article this week. It was sort of exposing Noam Chomsky's alleged ties to Jeffrey Epstein. I posted it in the Discord. Um, but aside from the salacious Noam Chomsky stuff, one of the really interesting parts of the article was her talking about how integral Epstein was 
in the acceleration of AI and how mm-hmm. he was having meetings with all the heads of these companies like mm-hmm. Microsoft and uh, Boston Dynamics and Google, like all the com- the big companies that are like behind this stuff because he was obsessed not only with like transhumanism mm-hmm. and the idea of the singularity, he was also obsessed with like eugenics as well. Mm-hmm. And his obsession with that has been like well-documented. Um, yeah, just all these like weird, interesting things like these companies, their ties to MIT and the ties to the military industrial complex and intelligence agencies. And then all the weird language that these people are using around it that sounds apocalyptic and religious. Like mm-hmm. it does, it feels like the plot of, uh, I don't know, a, an anime, a video game, like something <laughs> like it's. A <laughs> this is the moment we were all waiting for. We we're waiting for it in the year 2000, mate. We we're entering the future. Well, so you're saying that this is what, what we all thought Y2K would be. And yeah. now, we're now we're actually entering Y2K for real. I mean, we had it kind of with the internet, I guess. <laughs> it was, it was a slow creeper that sort of like people didn't really understand. And even now, we're sort of like not really grappling with sort of stuff. And, and it, oh, wait, hang on. Sorry. Let me do my little button. Our little button. Sorry, guys. Oof. Yeah, go on. Um, you know, that's completely fucking wrecked the world in many ways the internet has yeah. improved the world in yeah, many ways yeah. as well but yeah. it has also completely fucking like destroyed it's like destroyed media in like in the west largely yeah do you know what i mean but like, any sort of the, largely... vi- the viable models the viable like actual models yeah to do anything yeah are like very very shaky at best yeah yeah like you but know. any sort of large leap in technology in human history always sort of disrupts the social and psychological fabric like even the printing press had a similar effect um you know but what my point with the models of like youtube even love youtube great watch youtube all the time it's like probably not actually like a viable Mm -hmm. model but Mm -hmm. the reason it can exist is because it exists within google and Mm -hmm. google like doesn't rely only on youtube to exist it has this whole other fucking thing that like infrastructure that makes shitloads of money and that means that it's okay if YouTube doesn't make a shitload of money. Yeah. And that's why it can exist. Yeah. Spotify, like, hasn't made money. Yeah. For, like, ever. Ever, yeah. <laughs> Netflix hasn't made money ever. Yeah, ever. Like, you know, there are <laughs> yeah, these, like, yeah. businesses that, like, exist purely on VC capital fucking rounds. Yep. And investor, yep. like, constantly going into it and being like, yeah, no, no, I believe it's eventually going to pay off and yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it's sort of like, well... You know, if the viable model doesn't actually kind of present itself from the internet, then you need to kind of change the way that, like, it's viewed at in society, culture, like, all of these sorts all of, of things. All of these things, yeah, you know I mean? definitely. Like, to allow for that stuff to exist. If you like it, if you don't like it, and you don't, definitely. like, value that stuff anymore, then it doesn't need to exist anymore. It can just be churned out. And it's the same thing I feel like will happen with um, stuff like AI and writing and everything else. Like, yeah, yeah, if you want a kid's story, does it need to be written by a human? It's like literally... Well, it should be. I don't want to fucking... For like a two-year-old that you're like, you're going to bed and you're like... Yes! The the pink elephant goes in the kitchen and he sees his friend Ralph Uh, the rabbit or something. You're like, does that need to be written by a human being? I'm so happy. I'm quite happy for it to go, give me a new child story about like fucking whatever the fuck. You will never do that to our baby. It's not going to make the next Lord of the Rings, is it? Like, that's my point. Listen, I'm so happy that a human being being (laughs) took the time to write hungry hungry caterpillar 
and make all the little pop-up features and put love into creating that for me to enjoy and to have memories. Like I, we just bought it for my nephew. Of course, and, that's and he great. has the the teddy now, mm-hmm. and he takes it everywhere with him, and it's really <laughs> cute. And like, there is something of, like, no, I don't want to like just give my child a bunch of AI generated bedtime stories. That's awful. The stories I have to read them to go to sleep <laughs> at night. Yeah, I'm not reading the same book for, because I can't buy a fucking <laughs> why, new book if, every fucking Why? What if he likes the fucking same book? I loved getting bedtime stories read to me repeatedly. My favorites or whatever. No, they they <laughs> in the future now. They get a new bedtime <laughs> story new every night. generated and by I can, ChatGBT and I can, every night. I can get fucking an AI version of Sylvester Stallone to read it to them or something <laughs> if I wanted to. Absolutely you know, not. Like, not in I, this house. It would, Absolutely. It would be, that would be hilarious. Absolutely Can you not. imagine Sylvester Stallone reading Hungry Caterpillar <laughs> <laughs> Jake's like, I want that right now for myself. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh no. Uh-oh. What did I do? Oh. Cables have disappeared. Cables Hang have on. fallen. Sorry, guys. Uh-oh. Oh. Can you see us? Uh-oh. Oh. Got a little bit too excited. Oh, no. And the mic has fallen. <laughs> it's all happening Uh-oh. at once. Uh-oh. All happened at once. Standby. Should we put on the standby screen? <laughs> That would be called quitting. <laughs> We're not quitters here at Mystic in the Machine. Should I look at the chat while you yeah, uh, fiddle around? Look at the chat. If you, can, if you guys can still hear people. us. My bad. Um, okay, hang on. Someone says, yeah, a Marvel movie superhero. Ooh, there we go. We're back. We're back. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Technical difficulties. We got a little bit excited and uh, knocked a few things over on our desk. Uh, but we're back now. Should we take a look at what the mystics are, uh, are yeah. saying um, and have a look at what is being said in the chat? Should we call the mystics or the M&Ms? The M&Ms. <laughs> we have to think of a name for you guys. Um, here we go. A coronation of a different sort. Oh dear, hang on, have we got any questions in here? Have we got any? Uh, hang on. We Ooh. need to be trying to read this as it says we go struggle along. is, sorry, someone says struggle is indistinguishable in the search for meaning. You take struggle out, people lose a way to guide themselves. That's very true. So you're you're agreeing with what I was saying at the beginning about how struggle is like an integral part of life. Um, struggle isn't necessarily like um, you know what I mean? It's just not. It's not necessarily removing struggle, though. There's struggle in everything. That's the natural resistance of anything you're going to try and do. Yeah, but like in terms of work, like there's a reason why the Egyptian afterlife is literally uh, playing Stardew Valley <laughs> for for eternity. It's like at the Egyptian afterlife, you get to be on a farm with your family, reaping, sowing, harvesting. There's something very human about that natural cycle of like work and like seeing your labor produce something fruitful and have well, actual use yeah, maybe in your community and may- taking that away does create a crisis of meaning. Well that's it maybe, maybe farming is something that it would take really skilled robots to be able to maneuver all of that farmland and stuff so actually that's something that isn't more mm. productive mm-hmm. with robots and AI and so work then does actually become literal things like that like yeah. farming and fishing and yeah. stuff that robots can't do. Yeah. As well as um, as well as us, yeah, it would take a lot longer to get as good as humans at doing, yeah. And so work would become definitely not a, as much of this kind of like, oh, I want to be a, 
mm-hmm. interior designer. <laughs> like, well, I don't know, maybe an interior designer even that would still mm-hmm. you yeah, that would still be okay. Like, I don't know how an AI would do interior design. <laughs> so, I'm sure it's around the corner. I'm know. sure it's around the corner. Someone said um, <laughs> Elon <coughs> is secretly excited for the things that he's saying. Um, that's a possibility too. Like. Um, he talks about a lot of weird stuff. He talks about like population shit, like all the shit that you get nervous when billionaires talk about. <laughs> like if any time a billionaire starts talking about the population and or like, uh, you know, humanity in these sort of broad existential, almost religious terms, like it does kind of break peak my heckles up. But the thing is, he's not the only one doing it currently. I mean, Bill Gates was doing it during COVID. You have um, a lot of, you know, even our current head of state, you know, Prince King, sorry, is doing the same with like, you know, climate change and his sort of apocalyptic messianic. All the propaganda around King Charles is of him like basically doing David Attenborough documentaries Mm -hmm. out in nature, begging us to, you know, stop our horrible way of life and stop you know uh raping mother if he's also like you know in bed with the goblins at the fucking <laughs> wef and they're Very pushing true. a sort of degrowth agenda like there's a whole lot of weird you know weird connections weird, weird connections stuff. and also yeah like i keep saying this secular uh apocalypticism mm-hmm. this s- sort of um idea that we're approaching a point of crisis that's going to lead to some p- point of like apotheosis whether it be, you know, becoming a, a green society, whatever that means, according to the WEF, um, or, you know, reaching singularity. Um, and, like, it seems as if there are lots of people, regardless of whatever is going on, if Elon Musk is right and it's a cabal of transhumanists who ha- want to bring an AI god to fruition or whatever the fuck's going on, it what we do know is that there is, like, lots of different factions of accelerationists behind what's currently going on it seems like epstein was definitely one mm-hmm. um from you know what whitney webb talked about in her uh article but people don't like her yeah i don't know why i don't really. get why she's, don't people uh, like her she seems like a pretty straight shooter to me i, I think um, it's because she goes she talks uh, mostly on like quote-unquote right-leaning platforms but I feel like those are the only people who would like a, give her a yeah. chance to talk about the stuff she talks about. Because she talks pretty openly about uh, Bill Clinton and like yeah. his uh, sketchy, sketchy yeah. connections with uh, Jeffrey Epstein. So it probably just automatically blacklists her from yeah. kind of <laughs> yeah. like liberal, liberal rags, rags. And, like, <laughs> yeah, liberal, yeah, uh, you know, broadcasters and stuff. Yeah. But um, um, yeah, we got we got one more clip for for you on on this AI stuff from uh, Jeffrey Hinton. I'm gonna get his name right before the end of the podcast um because he was actually like wait quick before we we run to that i just Mm -hmm. wanted to like stress the because we'll probably talk about the epstein thing a little bit more next week when we've Mm -hmm. got more time but i want to know why why was he behind why was he so gung-ho about ai it probably has something to do with like his transhumanism and yeah, like he was just fascinated in like technology and science and the forefronts of a lot of yeah. that stuff in both his sort of weird, yeah, eugenic-y, creepy things. I'm sure. But then also just in lots of other areas yeah. as well. In the same way that like Ghislaine Maxwell was like uh, really into shit posting and like had a is massive... Is that real? Yeah, was she really and a And had a massive posting? Reddit account, yeah. 
She was like the was moderator. She funny though? She, was she, she like was a the moder- funny ship She poster? was a moderator on one of the largest um, Reddit threads. Wow. One of the largest subreddits. Wow. On the on the site, I can't remember which one. It might have been like news and stuff like that. Yeah, it was something to do with news. Like, I remember. Yeah. Um, which is sort of like so, yeah, weird. <laughs> really strange that you would think that someone like that, with all of that money, would spend so much time posting on the internet <laughs> well no that they all do but uh, they that, all that, do look at the massive that, uh, meltdown that happened when elon took the blue check marks away yeah they're so you no matter how successful someone is they're all so online like i've seen yeah. it they're all so friggin' online but even the more like, i think about it now as like a as a more a kind of um um you know mature adult or whatever i'm like sort of browsing through youtube and there's oh i did this fucking crazy thing you're like yeah, because you've got like a shitload of money and you like spent it on making this video. Like, yeah. This isn't like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm doing something with my buds and isn't this cool? Or yeah. like whatever. This yeah. is like, you've spent, you've got, you're on like a, a jet ski or some shit. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> you know, you're jumping a shark or some shit. Like, yeah. you're just like, what the fuck? This yeah. is, uh, this is not just, um, you know, not not like a, a dig at Mr. Beast or anything, because that he's kind of got like a oh, different story. Oh, are you story. starting beef? No, with he's Mr. got like a different Beast. story. That's like a different thing. But like, um, I don't even know who that is or what he looks like. He's like the biggest YouTuber. What is he? What's his? I know that he gives money to people or something. He does like silly that. games and yeah, gives and money to people. I remember like, for, like one time leftists got mad at him and they were like, I don't know why. You're I not mean, a, a communist. <laughs> oh, because he gave some yeah. guy like a house or something. And they were like, I he's not a communist, like or some shit. I didn't. I don't think that really matters. He's just, <laughs> he's just like a, a, he likes to do charity. He was like the start of doing charity for views in lots of ways, which is kind of like cynical in some terms. Yeah. But at the same time, like he does genuinely give a lot of money away for to like people and stuff. So it's also like fair play. I like, don't know. Goodbye. It's just like one of the internet's many demonic manifestations uh, like yeah that's kind of how i see it or whatever anyway let's let's look at let's look at this last video yeah last video because i can't remember i was talking about mr beast <laughs> i don't know why we how you, we got you, there you made me bring him up <laughs> start trying to explain it's because you're obsessed Jake. i'm not fucking obsessed, <laughs> you're obsessed. I don't, don't you don't make people think i'm obsessed <laughs> with mr beast that's the most fucking Everyone, normie he's ob- basic he's shit ever. He's obsessed with Mr. Beast, guys. Oh my god, I'm, I'm not at all. I did enjoy his... Um, Uh-oh, here it comes. His one video. One video I did enjoy of his was the Squid Game when he did. Because that was one? he did He remade Squid Game. <laughs> that was pretty epic. Someone said gender-neutral role doll stories produced by... <laughs> yeah, there you go, there you see? There you go. Actually, then it would get rid of all the, you know, complaining yeah, by exactly. work parents. Because they can you just... Can have- generate their like children's propaganda for the night you, or whatever you could have um you know harry potter rewritten in the flavor that you want you want that's not you can add as many co- that's gender not covered fluid. in turf gems yeah you know what i mean like it's you can perfect. get rid of jk all together <laughs> <laughs> i'll make my version where hermione's like a raging turf <laughs> i'm gonna actually do that tonight gonna fucking so do funny. <laughs> have hermione being like a raging like turf lesbian <laughs> that would be hilarious It'd be hilarious. Okay, back to the clip of right. this uh, Jeffrey man. Is that his name? It is. That is name. Oh, I got wait. it right. I got it right. Oh no! Now, now have it's we gonna, broken it. We've broken it. We we have bro- we really broken 
our through our cables and our things falling over. Oh my god, it's, guys, uh, what are you gonna do with us? It's fucking broken. What are you gonna it? do? So we can't with us? show you the last one. <laughs> but basically, Jeffrey Hinton is like uh, he's he was like you know crassly named the Godfather of AI. He like uh, you know works at the Don't Be Evil company. Yeah, he worked While at they Google for a long time because they be they acquired his he they acquired his tech company, which was uh, doing. Uh, machine learning mm-hmm. essentially which mm-hmm. is sort of what a lot of these language models and stuff is based upon mm-hmm. and so uh, and he's been doing a lot of this work since like the 70s or something he's been like doing it for a very long time and um yeah he was sort of worried that the monopolization of all of these technologies is um you know gonna happen mm-hmm. and not only that that um like once you kind of it's unstoppable in the, exactly the way that you said as well in the same way that like it's not going to stop because china will keep going yeah so that doesn't matter but how so. is the, how is that okay with them how do they not question that how are they not like hmm why are we like taking on the accelerationist model simply because, because china is because and it's... also it makes sense why nick land is now living in china because like he's an accelerationist and like he says that he believes that like China... No one knows who Nick Land is. Oh, sorry. No, not everyone's is like online and like part of this video. You know, right now. <laughs> no one knows who Nick Land so is. So he was like one of Mark Fisher's like contemporaries. I believe they both taught at the same university together and mm-hmm. they were like professors and philosophers. And they were, I think, initially Marxist. And then Nick Land sort of split off and became like a neo reactionary. Mm-hmm. And then he also kind of came up with the philosophy of accelerationism. I don't know if he came up with it or if he just expanded upon it. Mm -hmm. This is a really crude summation. Mm -hmm. But it's basically something that's been really heavily adopted by certain elements of Silicon Valley and like technological utopianism and all of this stuff. This idea that we should just sort of let the machine of capital like run until it singularity just keep going keep going keep going keep going and this is kind of the ideology that's like in that's like that it's in silicon valley like these people who are like let's go let's go let's go that's kind of the model that they're working on and then china's model as well and i wondered like if he has this accelerationist philosophy why does he live in china which is like supposedly like you know state capitalist blah 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 and it's because china actually is his model come to fruition in that sense Mm -hmm. because they don't give a fuck there Mm -hmm. there really isn't any well there's some regulation like for instance with tiktok Mm -hmm. they don't let their kids stay on tiktok and Mm -hmm. stuff but then they'll give the west the accelerated version of tiktok or whatever Mm -hmm. so there there is there they are they do have like checks and balances but it's very based upon whatever the party thinks they're doing reverse opium wars, bro. Yeah, it's kind of like reverse opium wars in a sense. But uh, but even then, when it comes to accelerationism the dopamine there... dopamine wars. When it comes to accelerationism there, they're kind of fully on board with it. And there's not as many checks and balances as there are in the West is what I'm trying to illustrate. <laughs> so it's like, a, it's like an arms race currently, like the nuclear arms race back in the day. Like, you know, everyone's racing... And there's just like this kind of race into a di- downward spiral in a way. Yeah. Well, so the same reason why we're going back to the moon. Yeah. Because China's going to go there. Yeah. And they're going to build a base there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. going to set up the first like, you know, But how far does this go? What if China's like, want to create like, what if China's like, we want to create like AI super soldiers 
and we're not we don't give a shit because we don't have to think about the ethics of that so we're just going to do it the west is going to be like, well china's doing it, so we're going to do it too what if china's like we want to like genetically engineer fucking super humans or whatever and fuck all the ethics will the west then be like well china's doing it so we have to do it too like where does it end is basically what i'm asking yeah, yeah. <laughs> who knows and why is this google engineer like panicking he's like there being like oh my god this is a really bad thing we should slow down this has like all kinds of unforeseeable consequences but i also know that it's not going to slow down because china's doing it so you know yeah just sort of uh, i guess sort of making well people... then what do you want why come out and panic everyone yeah if nothing a... can be done about it why are you why are all these like tech giants pretending to be chicken little because i guess sort of like with enough um and that's kind of what elon musk was saying in that within there somewhere as well when if you watch the whole thing was if you just type on like on tucker or whatever it was like uh you know him saying that um <clears throat> oh fuck i've lost my train of thought <laughs> you talking about elon musk it. And then why are all these tech guys acting like chicken little? Like, why do they keep oh, screaming? Oh, yeah, regulation. That, yeah. like, you know, regulation is put in place after bad stuff happens. So, like, when, you know, shit, loads of people die in car crashes, when they regulate to, like, put your seatbelt in a certain, like, because that's proven to save lives and mm -hmm. whatever else. Mm -hmm. um, that's a good regulation, but it happens after, like, a shitload of people have died. Mm -hmm. And so... He, what he was basically saying and what Jeffrey Hinton is also worried about is that like there isn't like oh you know a few whatever it was would, would have calculated as like thousands hundreds of thousands of people in early like motor car days <laughs> would have like died <laughs> in motor car it would have days. died in like you know motor crashes and whatever mm -hmm. and so uh, that won't be the same with AI because mm -hmm. it will be civilization changing mm -hmm. and so you can't have the first like mistake with it mm -hmm. so regulation needs to come before, before like, yeah the bad thing happens yeah which is like very good and forward thinking and everything but yeah. at the same time i think a lot of that stuff is going to end up hindering uh profits for those companies big and they're going to end up lobbying big time to just not put those laws in place big and that's time. kind of like how 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 the game is played isn't it so big time jay george says nick is a fascinating figure but he scares me me too i'm like super interested in that rabbit hole and also like his his relationship with mark mark fisher and the other lady who uh you know, she came up with like xeno feminism or whatever which is like about kind of adjacent to transhumanism in a way and they were all friends but then they fell out they did occult rituals together as well and like the, the way that they're sort of the the three kind of nucleus intellectuals mm -hmm. of like the millennials that came after them i don't know there's there's a there's a there's another rabbit hole to like dive down there but we'll probably circle back around to it on the show at some point um uh someone said um just sorry i'm just trying to see someone said they like m&ms as the name instead of <laughs> instead of that um yeah, someone said this is Ava and we're all Shinji. I agree. <laughs> I agree. We're definitely we're definitely all Shinji. Uh, but yeah, next week uh, we'll do another uh, deep dive into some of this stuff because there's a lot more to cover, especially when it comes to the Epstein stuff and his connection to uh, AI and uh, transhumanism and accelerationism. Mm -hmm. um, 
and there's also a lot more to talk about when it comes to like in England and British politics and the stuff that's going on right here right now and like the crown. Uh, <laughs> why don't is Jake, get me started, Jake mate. shaking don't get me his started. head resentfully? Yeah, I, I like talking about AI because you can sort of speculatively talk, hopefully, about it. Mm. I can't really. I don't feel like I can, I can say <laughs> to talk about like England. We could end way. up in the dungeon, guys. Like for real. Yeah. <laughs> like for actually. Too many treasonous things on the next podcast no, because we otherwise can't. we will end up in the dungeons. I think it would be kind of cool to end up in the. So, I don't think I'd feel I'd, be... I'd feel pretty like edgy we wouldn't be in the same dungeon together you know that oh no yeah like I was hoping be, that like, you'd be my dungeon buddy a little get away for us in the London dungeons it's like not <laughs> how it's gonna work like we couldn't snuggle like... no we'd be in separate dungeons like possibly in stocks you know with, a, with our butts out getting like whipped <laughs> and getting tomatoes thrown at our faces that sounds hot is that like that a, sounds like that a sound weekend like a good Saturday night that sounds like a fucking weekend dude that sounds awesome <laughs> uh, debauched. i am very debauched you oh, know damn. this you know this uh was yeah the um speaking of dungeons and stuff as well another exciting development or potentially exciting development uh winds of winter the last well not se- sorry second to last book in a, the song of ice and fire s- series might be finished or at least that's a rumor that's circulating online which has kind of been half confirmed by George R. R. Martin. I'm not going to trust anything until he actually says it. He's kind of teased at it, but like the rumor is it's done and that it's it's edit it's being edited currently and translated. Mm-hmm. But then again, we've heard this for about 12 years now. But I'm well, hoping it's true. We haven't heard that for 12 years, but yeah. Well, no, not that it's like coming done, done but that it's like you know almost finished and blah 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 blah. But it seems like it will come when it will come. Stop spurging out. I think I think it's I think <laughs> it's, it's here. Like... I do I do. I don't think there's been this much of a. I guess it's coming for a while because mm-hmm. because I think most people have like given up hope and have just become defeated it or whatever. Come when it will come. Just but now, <laughs> but now I think I think it's I think it's close. Okay. I think it is close. But if it is, I'm. I'd rather read about like feudalism and like weirdness than like live in it <laughs> i'm not holding my breath for george Martin to release that book anytime this year why do you say that because i feel like you would have heard about it by now it's like you know nearly halfway through the year i feel like you would probably have... not this year maybe next year yeah maybe next year yeah maybe so next that's year. what i'm saying i'm not holding my breath for it to come out this year but it's coming and that's like six months away at minimum so like, <laughs> I, don't know what I mean like we'll, we'll get hyped closer towards the time it's and when coming, it's actually though. confirmed it's coming because the show was so the ending of the show was so bad it was so terrible that i'm just like so desperate to like see do? his vision and like what what it's actually supposed to be or whatever so is it realistic for people to commit to a tv show for a decade though no, not really. <laughs> like, do you know no, what I mean? No, not really, no. Like, so no. really, like, they made it too early. And I feel like maybe in another, like, 20 years, 30 years, when all the books are actually done. Yeah. Then they'll, like, remake Game of Thrones and it will be fucking ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. like, they they tried too early because all the books aren't finished. They yeah. had to fucking try and wing it on their own. Um, or they, and they weren't going to wait years and years for it to be finished. You know I'm looking I mean? forward so. to the anime version in like 30 years. That'll be dope. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be very dope. Someone's going to like ChatGPT and like Midjourney and all of the AI shit would have gotten so good that you could just like tell it to make you a song of uh, ice That'll and be fire, crazy, like. man. When they start making all of those kind of like text, text to... Um, <laughs> 
image, uh, image things. Yeah, like, like you can already imagine it. Like you get the text for your favorite book, paste that into ChatGPT with the prompt of convert this into a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Post screenplay into text to video. Type <laughs> in animation style of um, Ge- uh, Tarkovsky Gendy or whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, bang, masterpiece. I've, I've sorted out my weekend. I've got a whole series that I've just made and I can binge for myself. Oh my God. And you add a whole like bunch of like fan service scenes. Yeah, just, just like, like old between. voice acted with like Anna Taylor Joy. And, you know, and, like, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Such is the future. Um, uh, I don't know, man. It's just it's getting pretty weird. We're in def- We're in serious schizo times. It's getting there, mate. It's getting like, there. Like we watched a Scanner Darkly this weekend for yeah. the first time. I had I hadn't seen it before. Um, I didn't. It's okay. It's kind of a mid film, but I kind of I really enjoyed how schizo it is. I liked that Alex Jones makes a cameo in it. Yeah, that's great. The part where he gets carted off into the yeah. van. I feel like that's going to happen to me one day. That's like my biggest fear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was... Is that going to be like... It was good. It was like a six out of ten film. It's like a... It's like. It's an, got such a good cast though. I'm surprised it wasn't a better film. It's like an eight out of ten uh, book. And I feel like they couldn't emphasize on all the really weird bits, which are in all of the... Um, what do you call it? Rehab center because that would have made it like a full-on 18 rated film maybe even like beyond if they actually kind of went there and stuff mm-hmm. so it's sort of like um they couldn't do that so they sort of they didn't want it to be they like fudged a... like the last like th- you know third of the film a little bit and yeah. fu- fucked it up a little bit yeah it ended okay but it still didn't really they could have done a lot more in that last third that would have made the end way more way impactful more better, and yeah. made the film like just way better but they probably couldn't for like rating and like yeah. all sorts of other hollywood hollywood stuff that you, yeah. you couldn't comprehend yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's it's like kind of a thing to just put on though if you haven't seen it and it's like, a brilliantly crafted yeah, film like it's, it's insanely cool. well done it's a little bit like, too in love with its own coolness though which is like all of the kind of why it didn't tell the story in the way it could in the, my opinion the way it's filmed and the way they did the rotoscoping is genius it looks amazing it looked like it looks pretty awesome can't deny that I like, also on mushrooms or something that would fucking <laughs> trip you. The I fuck made out. you watch uh, Princess uh, Kaguya while you were tripping well, on. Was acid. That was that was very fun. I did enjoy that. <laughs> that was brilliant. Yeah, that, that was, was pretty interesting. That was cool. Um, and then yeah, I I also want to read more Philip K. Dick stuff, and I want to also learn more about his life. It's a rabbit hole that I've been meaning to go down, but I have so much that I'm currently reading, so much that I'm like yet to read, so many different like lines of thought yeah it's on the list it's on the conspiracy board but (laughs) his life is pretty schizo yeah definitely and also he was like weirdly gnostic Mm -hmm. and like all of the weird shit that like all of the weird through lines that i'm following currently kind of lead to him in a way so i feel like i need to like properly learn more about that but you've been listening to his stuff Mm -hmm. a lot Mm -hmm. lately Mm -hmm. uh where would you recommend that i start or anyone else in the audience start where where anyone thinks they're going to start with do Android's dream of electric sheep. <laughs> Just actually read that. It's because I've seen Blade Runner so many times. doesn't matter. You don't... Like, the Blade Runner film still is quite fairly abstracted from the book. Like, the book is still... Mm, 
I don't know. I love the film so much. I couldn't say the book's better than the film because the, it's just a different thing. It's just a different They're thing. They're different experiences. Like, yeah. But it's the, like watching The Shining versus reading The yeah, Shining. Yeah, exactly. Type of thing. Exactly. Okay. But the book is fucking phenomenal. Okay. So, like, just read the book. Okay. And then, like, there's, you know, yeah, Scanner Darkly is pretty heavy and really trippy. Ubik is also pretty. All of them what about Valis? Because I hear Valis is the one is where so he has heady, like so the, gets like, really gnostic and like occult and. Well, he's kind of talking. About, he's writing about himself in like these kind of uh, adventures that are semi-biographical and stuff about his kind of yeah sort of uh, path of life and philosophy and all sorts of stuff. And it's sort of it's not where I would start. Is it that's like his like, red book? That, yeah, that's like the end. That's like the end of your Philip K. Dick. No, but I don't know. I feel it's strong really because we tackled red books, no. so now I feel like I can yeah. conquer anything. Carl Jung was not schizo like Philip K. Dick. Like, you don't. <laughs> Carl like, Jung uh, was pretty schizo, dude. Yeah, you think that, and then you try and read Valis, and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that red book reads like harry potter compared to this this is like you know way more have you tried to read valis before? yeah i've tried to like I've, I've only got the audiobook so i've tried to listen to it like a few times and it is really it's quite hard it's does it's definitely not as sort of easy to stay engaged as like all of the other philip k dick books mm-hmm. i've ever listened to mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. so um yeah but ubik is really good um of course, the three stigmata of Palmer Eldritch is probably like actually my favorite Philip K. Dick story of all of them. Um, well, speaking of China, I wasn't speaking of China. Oh, sorry, because okay. we spoke of we spoke of China before. Uh, free free body problem, uh, the biggest oh, yeah. sci-fi to come out of China. Yeah, that's an awesome pretty book. Much I've ever. read that whole series. Yeah. That's amazing. Jake's a huge... I, I'm yet to read it, but there's also a TV series. There is. There's a Chinese one, which I have yeah. uh, managed to download. I'm interested because there seems to be also kind of a a renaissance in science fiction happening in China currently as well. And I'm really interested in, in learning more because they're, they're going through a similar sort of technological acceleration there, mm. but in obviously in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And there are clues to that in the science fiction that's coming out of China currently. So it's definitely... Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I re- highly recommend Three-Body Problem for sure. Like, And I'm good, we're going to watch the series, mm-hmm. the, the actual Chinese series, if we can find it, because of course... I said I've got it, I've got it. I've got have we got it? it? Yeah, have I've we got, got it? it? I managed to find it somehow. Oh, sick, awesome. Because I, I knew that none of the evil Don't Western... Don't wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> none of the evil Western... Uh, streamers would carry yeah none of them are going to take it but it's also because but they'll put a squid game on on, no it's because they're they're making a western one soon oh really I'm surprised that they China was willing to share the IP uh yeah, well, it's probably for a different market, isn't it? It's like you know, you would you would make rights deals for like different yeah, markets that's or whatever. True. So that's like, true. Um, yeah, they made a Chinese one which is super high budget and looks great. And there's going to be, I think, one on Netflix or one of the, one of the streamers that will come out, and that's going to be obviously super high budget as well. But I think uh, Dan and Dave were supposed to be like doing it, as in Dan and from Dave Game from Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah. or it's so, supposed yeah, to be the showrunners. The kind of like that's the oh kind God. of like layup for the hype of that show right of like dan and dave are gonna do it yeah it's gonna be the next game, game of, of thrones, thrones. And you're like oh don't do that man God. like just let, yeah. it happen. just let it happen just let it happen just, uh, okay our camera is fully booting us off now we've got low battery and 25 <laughs> seconds to go 
It's all good. Uh, um, yeah. Um, no, no, press the thing. And okay. then let's actually do a proper outro. We still have like oh. a little thing. But yeah, um, thank you guys for coming, for watching us this. Thank you guys for watching us this evening. Um, if you'd like to join us for our book club, which we host every Sunday, you can do so by joining our Discord. You can join our Discord by joining us on Patreon. Any amount gets you in the Discord. And yeah, we, we're reading the Tao Te Ching currently. And very soon we'll be voting on a new book to read for book club. It's really great. It's super fun. Um, and also we have a Discord full of really funny, interesting people. So come join us. Uh, thank you guys for watching this.